You're listening to Sexpertise. I'm your host and sexpert, Erica Rivera. Tonight's going to be an interesting conversation. So, two weeks ago, on our last episode, we discussed how May is Sex Ed for All Month, which focuses on sexual health education for our young people. Today's not going to be too far-fetched from that topic. It's going to be a little bit more interesting, but it still ties in with that episode a little bit. So May is also Self-Discovery Month, aka National Masturbation Month. So we're going to be talking about masturbation tonight, and I know that we did talk about the benefits of masturbating in episode four called Solo, but who doesn't like talking about masturbating? We'll probably discuss it a whole lot more, you know, not just in one, two, maybe not even three episodes, but probably many more. So today though, I thought it would be a good idea to go over the history of National Masturbation Month. So there's going to be a little bit more to it than just the benefits, but if we have time a little bit later, we'll still review some of those benefits and have a little discussion about that. But in the meantime, let me just jump into the history and how, you know, a hush-hush subject like masturbation got an entire month of its own. So it actually started in 1995 in San Francisco as a response to the forced resignation of U.S. Surgeon General Jocelyn Elders. So, yeah. We've actually, you know, had a whole masturbation month since the 90s. So in case you didn't know, now you do. So it started when when she had a forced resignation because the whole controversy was behind a speech that she gave at the United Nations World AIDS Day in 1994. So... When she was invited to speak at the United Nations Conference on AIDS, she was asked whether it would be appropriate to promote masturbation as a means of preventing young people from engaging in riskier forms of sexual activity. I mean, sounds like a pretty innocent question. But her response was, quote unquote, as per your specific question in regard to masturbation, I think that is something that is a part of the human sexuality and it's part of something that perhaps should be taught but we've not even taught our children the very basics and i feel that we have tried ignorance for a very long time and it's time that we try education end quote let me allow my listeners to just simmer on that for a second she said that we have tried ignorance for a very long time and it's time that we try education. Just wow. I could not agree with her more. It is 2022 and we're still having this conversation. We are still having issues with the discussion of masturbation. And I still feel like some places today are still trying ignorance and not trying education 
And that's why I'm in the position that I'm in. So I'm definitely right there with her. Um, but unfortunately, that remark had caused great controversy at the time. And it resulted in her losing the support of the White House. Literally, the, the chief of staff at that time had remarked that there had been too many areas where the president did not agree with her views. And that one was just one too many. God forbid. So in December 1994, Elders was forced to resign by President Clinton. So the good thing that came out of this is that in 1995, this actually led sex positive retailer Good Vibrations to proclaim May 28th as National Masturbation Day in honor of Elders advocacy. So that's why now we actually have National Masturbation Month in her honor. So it's just unfortunate, I feel, that, you know, her response to that question was the end of the first black Surgeon General's career. It, it just... Oh, it just makes no sense. But it's it was also the beginning of National Masturbation Month. So there's that. Um, you know, I think Good Vibrations recognized that many people needed support and advice about the very act of masturbating. So one of the first things that they had to do was provide reassurance. And that's exactly what they did. They made sure that people knew it was okay to masturbate in the first place. Because for so long... Shame and stigma had been attached to masturbating. And honestly, I feel like there is still shame and stigma attached to masturbating today. You know, um, yet the truth is, it's an activity so commonplace, so natural and healthy that it's said, you know, that 98% of us masturbate and the other 2% are liars. <laughs> I'm sure you guys have heard that before. But it is that common, you know, that part is true. Since the, you know, the mid-90s, Good Vibrations has held annual events used as public health education programs to increase awareness of self-pleasure as a strategy for safer and healthier sex and to destigmatize masturbation. You know, so I love this. I just, I love everything about this. You know, because this gets you to talk about it, you know, instead of, you know, giggling or remaining silent, but it gets you to, to discuss it like a normal subject. And, you know, after all, it really is the ultimate in safe sex. I mean, it really is. So I think, you know, I can agree with, with Jocelyn Elders. I can agree with her that, you know, this is something that should be taught. I, you know, we worry about our youth, you know, getting STIs and, you know, we worry about them getting pregnant, yet we don't talk about masturbation and how that can prevent them from engaging in those risky forms of sexual activity. So that's why I said this kind of ties in with our with our last episode because we talked about sex health for young people, sex ed for all, you know, and this is just one of those, this is just like a little piece of that. 
So, you know, if you didn't know about this month, you're not alone. The annual observance is not very high. And, you know, I actually read recently that the most coverage masturbation received was back in 1992 when Jerry Seinfeld and his castmates brought up the taboo topic during an episode. Um, so yeah, I guess, you know, in one of the scenes, the character, George Costanza's mother catches him masturbating. So that's kind of hilarious. But yeah, I read that that was pretty much the most coverage. Um, it's just, how is this still, how is this still like a hush hush topic? I don't, I don't understand, but here we are. So that's a little bit of the history and you know, there are a lot of great benefits to masturbating as well. And maybe I should go over that a little bit. So there is a study when it comes to prostate cancer and male masturbation benefits. So a lot of male masturbation jokes always get laughs, you know, in the buddy movies and, and comedy routines and things like that, you know, but you know, there is something serious to, to say about this activity. Masturbating frequently could significantly reduce a man's risk of prostate cancer. You know, and that's, that's not a joking matter. So let's see, what, what would qualify as frequently? You know, because if that's what you need to do to reduce your risk, what does that mean? So according to said research from Harvard University, men who have 21 or more orgasms per month could cut their odds by 33%. Are you guys listening? If you're a male and you're listening, 21 or more orgasms could cut your odds. So that is what qualifies as frequently. So to reach those findings, researchers had surveyed about 31,000 men. I think the number was between like 31 and 32,000 men, sending them questionnaires about how often they engaged in self-love. So then that same study team tracked the participants for about 18 years, recording which men developed prostate cancer in that time period. The men were assessed at least at three different points, you know, the year before the questionnaire was distributed in their twenties and again in their forties. The conclusion, well, more frequent rates of masturbation were associated with lower rates of prostate cancer. So this isn't the first study, you know, that, you know, to find that regular climaxes can keep things healthy, but it was the, you know, it was the first time that researchers came up with an actual solo sex quota, you know, because a lot of times I even get that question with my clients, like how much is too much? How often is often? And it's so hard to put a number on that because I feel like everyone is so different. Everyone's body, you know, is different. How you respond to, to your solo play is different. You know, whether you masturbate, you know, 30 times, once a day, so 21 orgasms and up. So if you masturbate once a day 
or you masturbate once a week or you don't masturbate at all. Like there is no wrong answer. You know, it's just whatever is comfortable for you. So, you know, but it, it is nice to know that this was the first time that they came up with a, with a quota and it kind of gives you a standard and something that you can, you know, just keep in mind as a, as a male, how masturbating can help you. So despite this study and other research, experts still aren't entirely sure why orgasms are key to better health. Um, there's been many doctors that believe that ejaculation might flush out harmful toxins and bacteria, which would otherwise build up in the prostate. But it's not, you know, masturbating isn't the only way to do that. There's a difference whether the ejaculation happens, you know, while you're masturbating or with a partner. So making sex a priority is also helpful. You know, we, we, you know that everyone knows that I'm sex positive. So, you know, it's not just about masturbation. It's also about having sex with your partner. So if you have a partner, making that a priority has its own benefits as well. Now, there's also some benefits for females, of course. Um, and I did mention these in episode four, but I kind of want to like refresh your memory and review some of these. In case you haven't heard, it can improve your sex life now that we're talking about that. So about 57% of women have orgasms most or every time they have sex with a partner. And that's according to a survey from 2015. So, you know, but before you can consistently get off with another person, you need to know what's what's going to work best for you. And that's why masturbating can help. You know, if you use your hands to, you know, move down your body or take time for yourself and you know, touch yourself in ways that make you feel good and figuring out what actually gets you going. You're not only going to get that solo pleasure, but it also helps your partner understand what makes you tick. So whatever you discover, hence self-discovery month, whatever you discover works for you, it makes you a better teacher for your partner and it helps your partner understand what is pleasurable for you and your body. Another thing that masturbation does is help, it helps reduce your stress and it helps you sleep. So instead of counting sheep, try counting orgasms. Now, when you orgasm, your body releases prolactin, which is a relaxation hormone, and serotonin, which is the happiness hormone. So while it hasn't been thoroughly studied, many women have found masturbating helps them relieve tension and sleep better. So, you know, especially, especially if you've had a very stressful week at work or you've had a lot of stress at home with family, um, you know, this can be a natural remedy for stress relief. And for the best effect, let me please suggest that you create a calm and nurturing environment before you get busy. You know, I, I mean, obviously do it however you want. It's totally up to you. But in the same way that you want to set the mood with your partner, you can set the mood for yourself as well. 
turning off your phone, going to your room for 10 minutes, you know, just kind of making your rooms, your, your area Zen-like, um, you know, and starting slow, you know, the way you breathe, the way you, you touch the, the rest of your body, you know, taking care of yourself and experiencing pleasure, you know, taking your, taking your time. So it's not something that you need to rush. You can set up, you know, set up the scene the same way that you would for, for a partner. But in this case, you're setting it up for yourself. One of the best reasons to masturbate is that it can relieve period cramps. And having sex on your period might be a little messy, but solo sessions are easy. Plus, they pack some natural pain-relieving benefits. When you have an orgasm, the uterus contracts, which causes the blood to come out faster and allow you to be less crampy. So, you know, it. but you got to test it out. That's, that's one thing I don't want to forget to mention is you got to test it out to see if it works for you because for some women, an orgasm might actually intensify the tension and have the opposite effect. So you definitely want to try it and see if it works for you. Another thing that orgasms can do is expand your orgasmic potential. So masturbating can expand your orgasmic potential in the sense that if you're struggling to have orgasms with your partner, it teaches you how to have an orgasm and increase your own sexual awareness, which kind of ties back to what I was saying about um, uh, basically improving your sex life and how if you know what your body, you know, if you if you know what your body needs in order to feel good, then it helps you teach your partner. Uh, and this this tip is is very similar, but it's basically just describing that if you struggle to have an orgasm, and I'd say with or without a partner, because you may masturbate and and struggle, but if you, you know, if you continue to masturbate, if you continue to do it consistently, it'll teach you how to have one, and that way you're increasing your sexual awareness. And the key really is taking time to get to know your body and what really turns you on. And while many women may try it, you know, try it out to no avail, it's important not to give up on finding your bliss, you know? So it it may take months to figure out how to have a G-spot orgasm or how to have a clitoral orgasm or even a blended orgasm. It may take you a while. It, It takes practice. But that practice is going to make you feel more aware and it's actually going to make you feel more confident. So, which is the next benefit is if you feel like you're in control of your body and your sexuality, it gives you way more self-esteem. So, if you're in control, then your experience in the bedroom is going to be it's just going to be better because you have, you know, it's that confidence is going to carry over into all aspects of your life. It's going to carry over into the bedroom. You know, a lot of times women aren't satisfied with how they look, you know, what their bodies look like, how their partner perceives them, you know, but if, but if you masturbate and that masturbation turns into 
that confidence and that control and, and you're connected with your body through that experience, you learn a lot about who you are and that confidence carries over into the bedroom and into other aspects of your life. So it's going to cultivate positive feelings around your body, positive feelings around masturbating, positive feelings. It's just going to cultivate positive feelings inside and out. And, you know, lastly, it just feels good. So if you take anything out of this at all, it feels good. <laughs> at the end of the day, the primary, the primary benefit is simple. It feels great. You know, I think because the topic is still generally kept on the low, many women don't know how to do it. And I think that's really where the issue is. So there's no universal technique. And uh, if you're feeling a little lost when it comes to, you know, what to do down there, just experiment with different types of touch. You know, you don't have to go straight to the clitoris. You can start slow. You can explore surrounding areas. You know, definitely, um, like I have mentioned in past episodes, try, you know, try a lubricant, just a couple drops, you know, but it just takes a little bit of exploration and you'll be, you'll be good to go in no time. So yeah, masturbation just, it, it just has so many good benefits, whether you're a man or a woman, um, you know, it doesn't matter what gender, like there are lots of benefits to masturbating and it's normal and it's, it's a common activity yet you know, people still feel shame and guilt, you know, and these negative feelings can literally threaten your health and your well-being, you know, and only you can decide what's healthy and right for you. People who receive these negative messages about masturbation when they're, you know, when they're young often carry those negative feelings into adulthood. You know, some people think that others masturbate only when they don't have a partner, but that's simply not true. In fact, people who have regular sex partners are typically more likely to masturbate than people without. So, you know, there's a lot of myths behind uh, masturbation. So, you can, what else could you try? You could use a, a vibrator, you know, for masturbation or sex with someone else. You know, that, that could be fun. You know, that could be definitely a fun addition to your sex life. And if you use a sex toy, you know, it's definitely important to make sure that you clean them properly and cover them with condoms. Um, unsanitized sex toys can definitely be a source of infection or STIs, and we don't want that. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's just, I, I, I don't know. Elders is, is my freaking hero right now. I, I just, it is really unfortunate that she lost her job over it. And, you know, but it did start National Masturbation Month. And I'm really, it's really great that this is something that has moved forward. You know, that there's a lot of people that are for this, for, for this type of advocacy, myself included. And, you know, I really hope that we can get to a place where we can teach our youth about masturbation because I really think that that would help with, you know, the unintended pregnancies and the STIs 
you know, especially at such a young age, you know, we, there are still youth and, and who are like in middle school that, you know, they attempt to be sexually active without the education. And, you know, like she said, we've tried ignorance. Ignorance is not working. We've been trying ignorance for a very long time. It is not working. You know, preaching abstinence and pretending like the youth are not going to, um, not going to have sex because we're scaring them out of it. Like, it's just not going to work. We should be trying education. It's time we try education. Maybe that should be the next hashtag on my social media posts. It's time we try education. So don't be surprised if you see that all over my social media for the month of May. Um, so a couple of reminders, you know, now that we're at the end of the episode. So, you know, back in April, we had sexual assault awareness month and I had a denim day fundraiser. And like I mentioned in the last episode, we are still raising money for peace over violence which is a 501c3 out of Los Angeles that uses Denim Day as a vehicle to drive sexual assault awareness and to support sexual uh, assault prevention education. And I really want to continue to support them. So if you would like to donate, please text join DD2218 to 71777. That's join DD2218 to 71777. So we're going to continue to raise money for them. And the highest donor will receive a photo shoot, a boudoir photo shoot package valued at $2,000 courtesy of Southern Charm Creative. So in my last episode, I said that I was going to announce the winner on May 25th during a workshop that I'm doing called the Gender Safe Workplace, but we have actually moved the date of that event to Wednesday, June 8th. So the winner will be announced June 8th, not only at that workshop, but online as well. So please make sure to donate. This is an amazing cause and it's just an amazing giveaway if you end up being the highest donor. Um, So we're based in Central Florida, but it doesn't matter where you're listening from. If you donate and you're the highest donor, it's an awesome opportunity to put on your itinerary during your visit to Florida. So that's going to be that. And then I wanted to also remind you all that if you would like to be the one driving, like the driving force of this podcast to be a patron. So the topics are chosen by my patrons. And in order to subscribe, you just go to patreon.com slash the Erica Rivera. That's T-H-E-E-R-I-C-A-R-I-V-E-R-A. And you can subscribe for as little as $3 a month. Those, um, those donations are what keep the podcast going. And, you know, obviously each tier has its set of benefits. And some of those benefits include being able to vote on the topics or choose the topics for sexpertise. So please, please become a patron. I would greatly appreciate it so that I can keep 
this going. And I'd also like to announce that we will probably have our first guest on the show coming up on May 31st. So today is the 17th and you guys know that I do, I I publish these episodes on the first and third Tuesday of the month. And this month we happen to have a fifth Tuesday. So I figured let's do something fun. Maybe get get someone on the show because I have not done that yet. Now, I'm not going to tell you who it is just yet, but I have mentioned her before at least twice on these episodes. So we'll see if you can figure it out. Um, if you want to find out who it is ahead of time, become a Patreon. I, I always do this. I said this on the last episode. I keep calling my patrons Patreons. <laughs> so anyway, make sure to become a patron if you want to learn who it is in advance. So be on the lookout for that May 31st, but we will have another episode uh, June 7th right away. We're still continuing with our first and thirds regardless of our fifth Tuesday of the month. So thank you guys so much for listening and tuning in tonight. Definitely follow me on social media. I am the Erica Rivera on all platforms. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can even look up my credentials on LinkedIn Um, That's going to be just under linkedin.com slash in slash Erica Rivera. And don't forget to subscribe, patreon.com slash the Erica Rivera. And I also have some workshops coming up for Pride Month in June, some, you know, healthy intimacy workshops in July, and some adolescent safety workshops in August. So, full schedule. If you want to check those out, visit theericarivera.eventbrite.com. Even if you're not on the East Coast, you can still register now and get virtual tickets. Most of my workshops are hybrid, so you have the option to tune in virtually as well. Have a great night, and I will talk to you on May 31st.